The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan talking about just how difficult it's going to be to build a game plan and actually execute it against the Kansas City Chiefs. Next Sunday, we're nine days away from Super Bowl 58. One hour from now, Bill Krakenberger. Crackman will join us from Vegas to talk about all of his leans, plays, and everything going into Super Bowl 58, including just what the atmosphere is like out there right now as we continue to build up towards the game we get back into college hoops in a little bit maybe some nba as well nfl year in review focuses on the nfc west in about 40 minutes and yes super bowl 58 quarterback slash passing props in just a moment it is groundhog day punk satani phil as he's known the groundhog did not see his shadow this morning that means an early spring my friends which i I'm excited about here about mm, and 90 to 90 minutes, a little less than two hour drive from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I am excited about an early spring, Joe. This stupid rodent. So I, <laughs> I was wondering, this is what we uh, care about here on this show. How successful are you? What is your ATS record? So oh, I, I was curious and I just, I just took a look. Like, why do <laughs> we make this, this a up. thing? No, why is this a thing? Because he says early spring. Now I'm concerned. That means late spring. That means in April, yeah. I'm going to be outside be. at 40 degree uh, baseball uh-huh. games at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be, oh, man. So apparently, according to this, this article I'm reading, that his predictions are accurate 39% of the time. No, reverse it if you're writing that. Say he's inaccurate 61% of the time. He's not accurate. He's a bum. I can't wait to take him to court on Monday. Get out of here. 
<laughs> Phil, I want to kick him to the curb. He's out of here. Wow. Come on. Is Openly that advocating violence? Do people take it seriously over animal. there? Do people uh, take it seriously? No, no, no. Can I tell you what, okay. what, what Groundhog Day is all about in Punxsutawney, yeah. Pennsylvania? Because I went last year. For the first time ever, I went. <laughs> oh, wow. Our morning show went last year, and what? we just observed the whole thing because we got a call one day. From one of the guys in the top hats. There's what do they call it? The, the oh, those guys are clowns. Oh. Those guys are such clowns. So <laughs> Man, this is guys. all about this is all about having an excuse to party for like 48 hours. Like okay. next year when this or, or th- no, this is a Friday. Next year when this thing is on a weekend, it'll really pop. Um, but it's all about. 48 hours of drinking in the middle of nowhere. That's what it is. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania is in the middle of nowhere. Little tiny, teeny, small town. Nice people. The guys in the top hats seem like decent dudes, I think. Um, I met a couple of them last year. But this poor groundhog lives in a cage in a library all year. They throw it in the stump early in the morning (laughs) on February 2nd and then drag it out. The poor thing makes a mess of itself because it's scared because there's thousands of people and flash bulbs going off and oh yeah yeah trust me pete is all over this thing um and it's just an excuse our 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 good friends their daughter is a freshman in college about a half an hour from punxsutawney indiana pennsylvania um she went it's a party that's all it is it's a party we went last year we didn't drink because we were on the air and we just stood there and froze our bits (laughs) off the entire time it was awful no thanks you just make fun of the thing the whole time? Is that what you did no, on air? No, we just talked to people as they came by. You know, it, you, you talk about the because the atmosphere itself is kind of like I'd liken it to a small college uh, football game, right? Like people are hanging okay. out, drinking, tailgating. It would be like going is there to stands. And, well, yeah, there's some. I guess I wouldn't call oh them stands, God. but there's some places to oh sit. Like, there's God. this big natural amphitheater where there's a stage. Yeah. Wow. First of all, well, it's, it's, it's n- there, there, So, Paul, I saw the question you asked in the, te- in the text chain. There, the legend is that Punxsutawney Phil is immortal. But I mm. will say yeah. that behind the scenes, according to undisclosed sources who I can't name on account of them wanting to remain anonymous, Yes, there there are multiple groundhogs. There there have been re, they recycle the ground. That's a real question. So, that was a was real Paul question from Paul. Genuinely curious. No, it's the same groundhog forever. <laughs> How many Uggas are we on? Eleven. I think I meant per Uggas. year. You dope. Like, do they have like four in a row? Or four oh. one time that they no, rotate around like the Stanley Cup? The, what they have is a Phil and a Phil Hamina. <laughs> Who are there to carry on the legacy? That's what I'll say, and that's as, as much as I'm uh, as much detail as I'm allowed to disclose, thanks to my outside sources. What is this? Y- no, it's what are you protecting? It's, it's <laughs> nothing. The guys in the top hats might buy me some beer if I ever go up there again. Okay, um, I get it. So it, it is not nearly as much fun as the movie makes it out to be. Like the movie makes it look like oh, everybody's hanging out in a little tiny small town. Um, no, it's nowhere in the tiny small town. It's like. 15 minutes outside the small town at, at a little place they call Gobbler's Knob. That's where it is. You're out <gasps> in the middle. Oh, no. I went there all the time in high school. <laughs> I knew her in high school. Nice. 
Oh, man. And so you go out to the middle of nowhere in the mountains of Pennsylvania, and you watch guys oh. in top hats drag wow. a large rodent out of a cage. Gobblers Knob. Do you regret what going this weekend? Heading to Gobblers Knob. <laughs> going to Gobblers Knob. Oh, wait. Huh, what? Um, yeah, so that's the story of Punk's Italian You're not going Groundhog back. Day from someone who's been back. there. Um, no, 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 especially because yeah. we did it on a weeknight and it was just three hours of sleep. It was brutal. No. Tell me I mean, somebody's got a nice tailgate a set up somewhere. Have to go. Between the name of the place, the yeah. the allegedly immortal rat, the party yeah, scene, I, we have I to go. go. To I want to see how far this is for me. I, I got to go to the knob. <laughs> the knob. The just, knob. I can't believe you went. Yeah, but Chris is never going again. It's like, buck. I don't know if it was on a bucket list. <laughs> Probably not, no. but no. never again. Again, yes. I've spent most of my my life within like an hour and a half of this place, and I've never felt the need to go. Not even when I was in college, and I was still weird. only about an hour away from the place. So, so I'm nowhere near it, but when I see it pop I'm on the news hours. once a year, I'm like, this is weird. This is a weird scene. These are weird people. I want nothing to do it with that. It creeps me out. Same. Yeah. And, and, and there are just, people. Just, I, who get For the paid, record, we're going to get paid to yep. go on tour with Taylor Swift, and we're talking about like we're campaigning for Gobbler's Knob over here for for Groundhog Day next you year. You couldn't pay me to go to this thing, absolutely not. And stand outside horrible. in the cold for for three hours? No, the no. people I'm who attend to pitch this me and Mario going me. as boots on the ground. Listen, I, I will advocate for that. You and Mario, boots on the ground, reporting live from Gobbler's Knob. We're we're just trying to get what we can. I mean, the rest of the network's going to the Super Bowl in Vegas, are we? And we're asking no. for punks and Bonnie. Like, we're asking for the we, middle of nowhere, yeah. Pennsylvania. Apparently, the, we have to ask for the lowest end for us to be part of this. I'm stealing so this that is rat. Small. This is what we're going for. <laughs> are you going to steal it? I'm stealing the rat. Which one? Apparently, there's four of them. Paul there's one. He's immortal, remember? It's rotating. Right, four. yeah. The immortal one. <laughs> I think you mean rescue, Jake. Rescue. Rescue. Yeah, let's go with that. Rest, hashtag rescue the rat. Oh, done. Right the oh, there oh here go. we go. Now we're on to something. <laughs> in the stew. Uh, in the stew. Mario's driving the getaway car. We're great. We're golden right now. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. golden if he's you're, driving the getaway. Yeah, you're going to trust Mario <laughs> to navigate the back roads of, of West Central Pennsylvania. That should work out well. I would um, trust him with my anyway. life. That's a bad what? idea. Is he Super in there Bowl right 50- now with you, Mario? Yeah, I'm he looking at him right now. In- yeah, he was okay. eating a fish out of bags driver for like a while. Like I'm not. Yeah, that's how you know he's committed. He's dialed in. <laughs> Is he laughing? <laughs> I can't believe I can't hear him laughing or anything. He's being quiet. I mean, he's got a mic. He refuses to use it apparently, but not any part of this. <laughs> I understand, Mario. I got you. Yeah. All right. Super Bowl Fifty Eight's nine days away. Groundhog Day is now in the rearview mirror. Uh, and we don't trust what the what the rat said because he's wrong 60% of the time. Um, we do slightly better than that here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. And we've gone through rushing props. We did that yesterday. Uh, also did some touchdown scorer props. We did receiving props the day before that. Let's focus in on the quarterbacks in this one, guys. Mahomes, Purdy, and their passing props. I'll start at the yardage props, and maybe we can kind of work through stat by stat on our thoughts on these, but I'll start at the yardage props. Mahomes is 260 and a half. He's only hit that number once in his last five games. And 
Purdy, 245 and a half. He's hit that 12 times this year. So my initial knee-jerk reaction there, Joe, is, again, game script aside and how we expect this to play out, Purdy over and Mahomes under would seem like the bet. But, again, we're talking about game script and how we expect this thing to play out, too. And not only game script, but you have to look at the matchup, too. So, Mm -hmm. of course, that's thrown into it. And what do we have there? The opposite of what we're talking about. I Like how they've trended in playoffs, too. If you look at Purdy's playoffs last year, too, I I would throw that in, even though the the Mahomes list is very long. Look, I mean, the this version of the Chiefs with Mahomes and these receivers is very different than what we saw years ago. You would see we've seen a we've seen two Mahomes five touchdown games. We've seen six three touchdown games. It feels like those days are beyond us at this point, and unless things yeah. change uh, in the future here. like th- Those days are not happening anymore. Um, this year in the playoffs, the three games, Mahomes is averaging less than 240 yards per game. So I understand how, how you get there, but you also have to consider that in those Niners playoff games, those were closer than they were supposed to be. Supposed to be. They did not cover the spread against the Packers, right? Um so, and then, of course, last week against the Lions, needed a little bit of a comeback there. They not covered the spread. So they were, game script-wise, they were chasing a bit. So that so that led to it. But, yeah, my first reaction was probably Purdy over Mahomes under. But Purdy has the tough matchup against that Chiefs passing defense. And Mahomes has the softer matchup against the Niners passing defense, the way things have gone of late. Yeah, this is a... Tough one. I I agree with you over on Purdy, under on Mahomes. But if the Chiefs are playing from behind, or maybe if it is a blow, I could see a situation where Mahomes goes over 260 and a half as well. Kind of, if I was going to bet it, I'd probably bet both over, to be honest. But maybe that's just Mm -hmm. a fan in me wanting a back and forth, higher scoring, fireworks type game. And uh, I'd like to see both go over these numbers. Yeah, and I just – I don't know how many big – I know I've, I've repeated this, but I, I don't know if there's a lot of big plays in this game on both sides, to be honest. And that includes, mm-hmm. you know, Mahomes. Does he, does MV, MVS come down with another big catch over the top, or is this about working it to Kelsey uh, 10 times underneath? I think that's something to think about, too, when we talk about how this plays out. Um, touchdowns, both are at one and a half. Uh, Purdy is really heavily juiced to the over. Mahomes a little less so. Both even or plus money on the under uh, one and a half touchdowns. Mahomes, he's gone under that number four of his last five games. Purdy before the playoffs, he hasn't hit it in either playoff game, but six of his last eight regular season games, he hit it for what that is worth. And again, it's a matter of how much scoring you expect in this game, Aaron. Yeah, I would... Just do under, I think, maybe uh, in terms of the touchdowns. Mahomes, one and one. Um, both of these defenses playing very well. I know we're running out of time. Attempts is one that I like uh, over on both of these guys for attempts. is really? really my favorite play on these two. Or both have an interception. Yeah, passing touchdowns, I'd only look to the under. And you can find plus, plus money on both guys at the under one and a half. If Mahomes has one passing touchdown and the Chiefs win, makes me think somebody else is winning that MVP. Absolutely. That's I was the same with the same Purdy, yep. 100%. If he's at one or zero, he's not winning that MVP, even if the Niners 
uh, win that game. I feel more confident in that one. The passing prop that I found most interesting, and it was close to even money for both guys, is the interception prop. Will they throw a pick? Like we've seen some terrible Purdy games. He had that long stretch where he wasn't throwing any interceptions to start the season, but mm-hmm. since then, he has been on a regular basis. Last six playoff games, Mahomes has not thrown an interception. And that one is basically a coin toss. If you want to go no pick uh, for Mahomes, softer matchup. And then I, I would go Mahomes, no, Purdy, yes, in those. Yeah, there's completions as well where you can find some plus money on the Mahomes over 25 and a half and the Purdy under 20 and a half. I do think 36 and a half attempts for Mahomes. That number feels a little a little big for me. Uh, Purdy, 31 and a half. Okay, I can see him getting there. Yeah. Although, again, like you said earlier, Aaron, if we're talking about the Chiefs maybe chasing this game a little bit, maybe he gets to 36 and a half without a problem. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. You got us live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. Coming up next, a stacked college hoops card tomorrow. Really all weekend long, we dive into it here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. ACC chaos earlier this week. North Carolina losing to Georgia Tech. 
and will we get more tomorrow night? Duke, Carolina. We've got Tennessee, Kentucky. We've got Houston, Kansas. We'll touch on all of those, plus anything else uh, we may have our eyes on this college basketball weekend. UConn in action tomorrow afternoon as well. Purdue on Sunday. So definitely some things to keep an eye out for. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Listen to us on your Odyssey app so you can take us with you wherever you go and catch up on what you may have missed. When things are posted in podcast form later in the day, A-U-D-A-C-Y, it's free. Download it today. Or just, it's a Friday. Maybe you didn't even bother going into the office. You're <clears throat> working from home. Then be sure to watch us, twitch.tv slash BetQL, or on YouTube as well. We appreciate you doing so. Back into Super Bowl 58, top of the hour with Bill Krakenberger, the crack man, going to join us from Vegas to talk about everything going on out there, including what bets he likes now just nine days away from Super Bowl 58. In 20 minutes, we continue our NFL year in review day by day, today focusing on the NFC West. Maybe we'll touch a little NBA here in a couple minutes as well, guys. But college hoops-wise, the three big matchups that we talked about earlier with Mike Rutherford, we don't have lines on these. We've got the Ken Palm projected lines, of course, to look at and try to get a bead on where these things will sit come tip tomorrow. Um, he, He made a good point about the conspiracy theory of the where the whistles go to hide at Fog Allen Fieldhouse uh, and Kansas at home, you know, sort of the the standard bearer, the flag waver for the Big 12 and Houston, the new upstarts come into the conference. They've handled that transition well to this point so far, Joe, but congratulations. Now you get to go rock chalk Jayhawk on their home mm-hmm. floor. Yeah, for sure. I'm just uh, catching up on this hootie stuff, man. This is crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, how how is this surprising to people well and then his Darius ex-girlfriend Rutherford his ex-girlfriend's making beat. posts laughing at him like man there's a there's a lot going on yeah okay and they, they're quickly, giving him they're making him take mug shots making him take mug shots for misdemeanor marijuana this possession? is legal when this is legal in how many states Come on, this is most yeah. I was surprised. Like, who's getting arrested for that these days? But <sighs> what a joke. when I saw the headline, I was thinking it was not marijuana. It might have been something else. I was like, oh, of course, okay. of course, yeah, you would surprised. think that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's this. This is a tough. So Houston, you know, ever since those back-to-back losses, they, they've rattled off five straight wins. Now pushed by Texas, obviously earlier this week. You know, Kansas, they've been strong at home, but those home games, like, have they really been tested? I don't think a team anywhere close to what Houston is. I'm curious where this line is. Now, I know that Ken Palm is saying it's five. I Does anybody believe that Kansas is going to be a five-point home dog? There's no, no. way, right? This no. will be like maybe three? Two and a half? At most? Yeah. At most? Um, yeah. I, I guess I understand how that – how they got to that number, but um, yeah, I mean, the two point percentage for Houston offensively has been rough. We know how they make their mark. It's on the defensive end of the court, but it's been a popular bet this season, even though they haven't been tested at home. If you're getting more than three, let's say we get there and people are just betting with some of the algorithms that are available and laying it with Houston on the road, I'd probably take Kansas if I'm getting more than a possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we also have Houston 
They lost back-to-back games on the road earlier to Iowa State and TCU, but then they've rattled off the five straight wins. But going back to Kansas at home and the whistles, you know, I Mm -hmm. think I would probably – we don't know the spread, but I think I would look at the Kansas side here with, you know, it is hard to bet against these home teams. Yeah, just get me to three. Get me to three, and I'm on three? Kansas. I think three. You yeah. Kansas. I, I don't okay. need. I don't need the hook. I don't need anything more. Just get me to three, and I think that's that's. I'm the probably there. Uh, Houston uh, five road games this year. Obviously, both losses of their 19 and two record on the road, but five road games, three and two straight up, one and four against the spread on the road. Now I know a lot of those games are laying a bigger number than this one's going to be. But yeah, of at least three, I I'd be there, and I I think we'll get at least three, Chris. If, yeah, if if you if and then I will be all over it. I will. Um, yep. Duke Carolina uh, is it's Duke Carolina. Look, it, I know Mike Rutherford when he was on an hour ago made a good point. Some people, much like those feeling the Swift Kelsey fatigue this week and next, some people complain about Duke Carolina fatigue. Complain about it all <laughs> you want. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's a great game. It's a great game. It's a great rivalry. It's good for college basketball when both of these teams are good. I don't say that as a guy who's in an ACC market. I say that as a guy who likes to see that energy around college basketball. And it's there this weekend in the Dean Dome, UNC against Duke. I don't have the Ken Palm line in front of me. I'll leave that to you, Joe. But um, this this is I, – I don't know, man. I, I don't – I don't traditionally play Duke UNC games because there's too much volatility in them for me. Like too much, anything can happen. It's five. Um, I, there's no way they're getting five, right? It's going to be one of those, those weekends where you're probably going to be taking the dog if it's more than three points. And there are a few spots where that could be the, uh, the possibility you'd have to imagine North Carolina was kind of looking ahead earlier this week, right? With Georgia Tech and the Duke game looming at home where they've been so dominant. So I would, I would think so. Um, uh, You know, in another situation here, we are in the middle of a, of conference play about, and it's one of these teams. Okay. They have a gaudy home record. And then you look at the teams they've played like North Carolina hasn't really played anybody nowhere near Duke. Or, or it's been since November since they've played somebody at home that's really been tough. Not to know at home, but in those nine home games, they're five and four against the spread. So I would guess it's a max of similar to that Houston Kansas line, three, three and a half as opposed uh, to that five. I mean, you've got it's a top 10 Duke offense against a top five North Carolina defense. Uh, Duke's been on a roll though. Like they went through some issues early on in the season. They've been figuring it out and uh, winners 11 of their last 12, but just that rivalry game, Aaron, if it's like three and a half or four, I probably have to take Duke. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, North Carolina, 13 and seven ATS Duke 10 and nine. And then in the last 10 games, North Carolina, eight and two ATS Duke, six and four it seems like a a a close game like north carolina by four something like that so maybe i end up passing curious to see what the spread ultimately will be 
Yeah. Like I said, there's so much volatility in, in this. So there is so much volatility, I should say, sorry, in this game that I, I don't know if I can lean anywhere until I actually see what the line settles at tomorrow afternoon. Tennessee, Kentucky. We talked with Mike Rutherford earlier. Again, you can go back, rewind inside your Odyssey app or download it as a podcast segment later. But uh, Kentucky might be in trouble here because they just don't want to play defense. Uh, they do it in fits and starts. Uh, but not at the right times, as he pointed out at the end of regulation against Florida, for example. Um, they've got the loss to South Carolina. Granted, it's on the road, uh, but they, and you know the other loss to, to Kansas on a neutral court way back in November. I don't know if that means anything to anybody anymore or not, but um, this is an opportunity, I think, for them at home to maybe find some footing against Tennessee. Um, 12 and 8 against the spread, the Wildcats. And the Ken Palm line, Tennessee by two on the road, Joe. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, once everybody started talking about jumping on that Kentucky bandwagon, what has happened? Mm-hmm. They're four and three in their last seven games. <laughs> so um, I probably shouldn't be too surprised. Coming off that Florida loss. Okay, in that four and three stretch, do we kill them for that? A couple of them are overtime losses. You mentioned the defense, yeah, and the opposition gets into the 90s. It's going to be tough to tough to win, and that's what happened against uh, Texas A&M and Florida, those two overtime losses that I'm referencing. But, but yeah, it's, they've got to figure that out. But aside from that, I don't know. I, I'm not going to kill them in that. Conference games, Like I know that they're supposed to be better than Texas A&M and Florida, uh, those two overtime losses, but – a lot of times when you get to those situations where it's a coin flip, you know, one play goes this way or that way in overtime, I'm I'm not going to kill the team. The problem is yeah. that the expectation was that they were going to start to take off, and not really. Not really. They were more impressive beforehand. Yeah, I like the Wildcats. I think they'll bounce back after that disappointing loss to Florida. They're at home. Um, it's a tough place to play. Uh, Tennessee one and two ATS against ranked opponents on the road this season. So I'd probably just be looking at the wildcat side here. Yeah. I don't think Kentucky has gotten points at all this year at home. Um, I'm just scrolling back through and I don't see that anywhere. So give me, if you're going to give me Kentucky with, even if it's just a bucket, uh, give me that at home. If that's where that one lands as well. Um, and then I, I mentioned one that I'll have an eye on as well. Uh, UConn, St. John's, uh, UConn favored by four on the road at St. John's. They only beat St. John's by four at home earlier this year. Um, again, that was a game without Donovan Klingon, I, I believe. I'd have to go back and double check the box score. But UConn, they win ugly. And I'm okay with that. Like It's not always the best for your bets. But on the road, that's what you're going to have to do. And so, do I want to lay four? Probably not. I'll probably end up staying away from it. Um, I'd like to see what the UConn money line number is maybe early tomorrow morning, see if that's got any value. Uh, But UConn will go to St. John's, and they'll win, and it might only be by a bucket. It might be laid on a final possession, but I'll take that. They're the number one team in the country, and they're kind of starting to look at it. I want a team that's going to win those ugly games, not a team that's going to lose those ugly games, which Purdue has continued to do a couple times this year, Joe. (sighs) I'm glad you're mentioning that one because that's where I'm going to be focused on Sunday. I can't wait for that. So. Like we laugh at Purdue on the show, a lot of people do, and I think that's certainly fair. I, I will never back them when it comes to the tournament. But like, <laughs> look at what happened at Wisconsin last night. 
Like, so Purdue, they're coming off an overtime game again. Northwestern pushes them. I don't know if that's a bad matchup or what that is. Um, one time they won, one time they lost against Northwestern in these overtime games. But then you have, you know, the Badgers, how they just botched last night, and they were outscored in the second half and overtime by Nebraska, 53-29. to 53-29. to 29. But – it is always a different story when you're talking about playing up in Madison. You do have to remember that. Um, Purdue is going to be, I would assume, a short short road favorite, one possession, maybe maybe minus two. Um, but that's how how do both of these teams respond? And you know, the, I kind of think about the referees too because there was so much chatter after that Northwestern game about the free throw disparity. Are they going to make sure it's pretty balanced in this game? It's a high-profile matchup? I would think so a little bit. I like Wisconsin at home as, as a short dog against Purdue. Hmm. Gosh, I'll go Purdue then. I think Wisconsin's a really good team. They have diff- different ways to beat you, but they haven't played um, a tough schedule in terms of the Big Ten yet, some really good teams yet. Mm-hmm. And I think Purdue, as lo- like you talked about who's going to make adjustments, and it has to be more than just Edie. He needs other guys to step up and help him out. Maybe that's been the conversation since that Northwestern game, and I'll I'll back Purdue here. Stick they, uh, I, I, I found this interesting that Purdue maybe haven't had that opportunity yet in conference play. But they have not beaten a top 40 team on the road. Top 40. I'm not saying 25, 40. So th- this this is their first chance at it. Um, we'll see. That's the kind of thing that pushes me in the in the Wisconsin direction right there. That's, again, I, I'm probably overvaluing it, even still at this point in the season. But if you can't have at least a couple of decent road wins, uh, then maybe you're just a maybe you're just a paper champ. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we get maybe it's not the first round this year, but maybe it's the second round. Maybe you get bounced before you get to the Sweet 16, or maybe even if you make it to the second weekend because you haven't been able to prove to yourselves, much less anybody else, that you can win a big game on the road. You're just not battle tested enough. And, not and that's yet. something you got to get that opportunity though too. Like their their big wins early were neutral games or like semi home yeah. games, like true conference road games. Uh, we haven't seen it yet. Loss at Nebraska, loss at Northwestern. Um, here here's their big opportunity on center stage on Sunday. I agree. I think this is going to be show us a lot about you know could this Purdue squad be different or are we just going to see more of the same from them? As people want to say, it's different. We'll see. Yeah, it's not exactly. it's not different until you actually show me that. Well, you know, it's actually <laughs> it's different. Different until then, <laughs> it's the same. In March, I think that's how that works. Yes. Yeah. Uh, lightning bets before we wrap up. Uh, Bill Krakenberger from Vegas coming up at the top of the hour, about twenty five minutes from now, to talk about Super Bowl Fifty Eight. We continue our year in review, division by division. Coming up next, we focus on the NFC West, a feisty Cardinals team. A Seahawks team that just couldn't quite get there and now has a new head coach, Rams, and, of course, the Super Bowl contestant Niners. All on the way next year on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. From BetQL. You know, we didn't get to it this week, but next week, 
Maybe it's uh, maybe it's during our AFC West year in review. We talk about the Patrick Mahomes dad bod video um, that we texted each other earlier in the week. I immediately felt so much. Joe, I don't know about you. As a 40-something suburbanite dad like myself, I was like, man, I feel okay about myself now. Patrick Mahomes has a little baby gut going and, like, zero definition in his chest. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, but also, like, let's not go too far. So I was, for uh, early odds on 670 to score, I was talking to Rick Camp about some NBA betting, a, a regular on this show, and he was trying to claim him as a fat. I'm like, you can't claim Patrick Mahomes as a fat. Like, he's not no. one of you. He's just not in the shape oh. that you would expect an NFL quarterback to just be in the greatest soft. quarterback That's in the world. All. That, yeah, which is soft. fine. Hey, this happens after marriage. This, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, just can for confirm. kids. Kids, yep. And also, well, like, for, even for NFL men, yeah. players don't like working out as much. Like, once they get to that level, like, they, they say, like, the grind in college and how intense it is with working out by the time they get to NFL, they're like, I'll be happy if I never lift a weight again. Plus, the conditioning for being a quarterback is much different than other positions, too. You know, yeah. most of them aren't like super jacked, uh, like a Nick Bosa vibe. You know, you're you're not going to Her- get that. But Herbert I, is. I like it. Like yeah, how much? Will Levis. Well, Will Levis. He likes himself yeah. some Will Levis. That's not yeah. going to last. Like he's in the league now. He's still trying to impress people. Um, till he gets bounced out of the league, which is going to happen in the next year or so. But how's Kenny? Kenny yeah. Pickett's pretty ripped. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. The gloves, man. The gloves. Those he are his workout gloves. <laughs> quarterback with his, dad, with his little baby hands. His little yes. baby hands. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Kenny. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah, hurts. <laughs> there you go, Paul. That guy, that yeah. guy lifts weights. We know that. Oh, How did we, oh we we ended up yeah. on this because Brady, Tom Brady, looking like uh, he's in the sunken place. Like the that the avocado ice cream has him looking like he weighs like 145 pounds. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, it's 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 still odd to me that he. But whatever. Good for him if he's happy. Uh, our NFC West year in review. Uh, Let's dive in, and let's start with the team that is one half of the Super Bowl 58 matchup, the Niners. Um, Look, there is a ton of talent on this team, and we'll see it on display next Sunday. Uh, We came up with the list just yesterday, right, or the day before, of eight or nine guys that are probably more talented at their position than the quarterback is at his. And that's not necessarily a knock on Brock Purdy. It's just how much talent they have. Um, Trent Williams was the key this year when Debo was out it did not help as well defenses were able to key in other areas and perhaps focus on Christian McCaffrey at times as well Um, does does Shani finish the job here is Brock Purdy the guy that they roll with and how much does next Sunday's game maybe affect that Joe yeah it's that's the big question is he able to finish the job and if not are they going to be in the position again when you have that quarterback on that deal that you referenced? Should they be the runaway favorite again? Probably. Seattle with the new coach, Arizona has a long way to go. Uh, they're going to have a huge uh, addition with their draft pick. Uh, even though I like the hire that they made, I think they got the coach right. We'll find out over the next couple of years. 
And then it's, okay, it, are the Rams a real threat? Is Was that a one-year thing? Or were we right, but it just, you know, there was such a, they caught the entire league by by surprise there. You know, with San Francisco, like we talked about the under going into the season. You know, they only hit the over by a half game, by the hook. Mm. That's how high wow. the level of expectation was. Their win total was 11 and a half, and then they got to 12. Last game didn't matter. That's part of the handicap with them. Um, you know, that last game might not matter, which could be the difference. So as dominant as they were, they just got over. I, you hit on the key thing. That lull in the middle of the season where they lost three straight games is because they didn't have two of their top, I don't know, five? Maybe five yeah. players. You know, Cam Newton says definitely top 10 ahead of Purdy uh, there. But, like, it just – this is why people are like, how do I get a Purdy? How do I find a quarterback that can run my offense without giving up a top draft pick, without paying them a ton, a ton of money? Because you're able to do that and you're pretty good at evaluating talent. You can be great everywhere in the cap if you don't have to pay the quarterback. Once you pay the quarterback – Everything changes, but uh, I, I think the, even if they don't get the job done next Sunday, if they don't get the Super Bowl win, they're going to be in position to to repeat an, another run here in this NFC. Mm-hmm. What is Trent Williams' contract situation? He's going to be thirty six this summer. That's amazing. And this is, I know. I thought he signed a pretty long-term deal. Wasn't it like six years or something? I, I don't so know too. when that's up. But what got me thinking is I saw a story about how his mom was in tears and, you know, so happy that he's made it to the Super Bowl. I'm like, if he wins it, would he want to walk away? I mean, it, it, that guy's always banged up now, you know? Yeah, he's got three more years left after this. So mm-hmm. um, mm. do you, do you want to play left Oof. tackle in the NFL until you're nearly 40? I mean, is I he know. an Andrew Whitworth type who's going to ride it out as long as he can? Um, but but that's, I think, you know, when, when we sat there and talked about all the, because of the Cam Newton comments, all the players that are better at what they do or, or more important to the team maybe than Brock Purdy, Trent Williams, I think, is right up there with Debo, 1A and 1B, and Bosa on the other side to what this team does. Um, without him, I don't want to say it all falls apart, but there's some pretty significant cracks in the dam that you have to try and plaster over to get by. And that's something to consider as well. Speaking of Andrew Whitworth, his old team, the Rams. Um, I I don't know anybody that didn't think they were left for dead. Forget before the season, October even, right? Um, We were looking at the Rams like, uh, yeah, Puka's nice. That's fun. But Stafford's 75 years old and playing like it. And Cooper Cup can't stay healthy. And, (laughs) But they find their way to the playoffs. And yeah. I, I mean, there's something to be said for it. It may be the death rattle of an old team, but it, 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 there's something to be said for getting yourself into the tournament when nobody expects you to be there. So what about the defense now? What do you do without Raheem Morris? They, they weren't great. They've got it's the same thing with this roster. You got a couple of standout players, and then everything else, you're, you're, they're top heavy. And so, are they going to be able to do enough? Offense is not a problem as long as Stafford's healthy. With the two wideouts they have, by the way, don't forget about Kyron Williams. I mean, once he made his return, that's when they really took off. What he was doing in the run game was so big. And when you have a mastermind like Sean McVay, you're not going to be too concerned. Um, at all the offense is always going to be fine it's always going to be 
about the defense for the Rams. Don't forget that they did have to have to rattle off four consecutive wins at the very end to get into the playoffs. So when it, their, their win total was seven and a half, it'll be much higher next year. They're probably closer to eight, nine wins. It, that would yeah. be my expectation going in. I would think that the win total is probably around eight and a half, not nine and a half. Nine and a half, I would play the under if that's the case. Like you, you got through it with a healthy Stafford. That might be the last time you, you're able to pull that one off. They have about 10 draft picks, a first round pick, which they haven't had in a while. Uh, round Never. two, round three, round four, round five, three round six, and two round seven. So they could get some guys. Well, and, and they need it say. because by to, to Joe's point about the defense, it's not getting any younger. Like Aaron Donald's going to be 35, I think, by the time the next season starts. He's got one year left on his deal. I don't know how much longer he wants to play. He's in great physical condition. He always has been. But, again, how much longer do you want to put yourself through that grind? I get it. You like going down into your dad's basement and working out. He's here in Pittsburgh all the time in the offseason. It's a fun narrative. Uh Like, you're jacked. It's awesome. But, I mean, he can't be the only guy on that side of the ball. That's the problem. Yep. And that's kind of where they're at right now. Okay, they can – They can put up points, but what about the defensive side? And that's going to really decide things. Now, they remember they were three and six, and then they finished 10 and seven. So that is wow. You win seven of eight, and your your loss was an overtime loss at Baltimore. They almost ran the entire table after their bye week. So is that going to carry over? I'm not sure, but yeah, it comes down to Stafford's health. That's it. Like, if you have to go to Ripon, you're screwed. That's the NFL yeah. right now. Well, th- and that's, I think, the story of the, the bottom two teams in this division, too, is how comfortable are you at quarterback? How secure are you at quarterback? Like, Geno in Seattle, Kyler in Arizona. Are you comfortable they, if you're either fan base with, with those options at quarterback? You would think they draft one, right? Especially with Sean Rams, McVay. Yeah. They hit on Puka. They obviously know how to draft well, but I think you've got to – uh, get a nice insurance policy that you start grooming for the future. I mean, is there a team in this division, Joe, that's like, no, we're set in stone on our quarterback for the, we know who our quarterback's going to be three years from now. I think they believe in Purdy. Well, is Purdy, is Purdy the say, guy? Are you going to pay that guy? Like, especially. But you yeah. win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Now we carve it in stone. We write it in ink. We give you the extension, all that stuff. But, I mean, L.A., it's not Stetson Bennett the fourth. Um, in Seattle, it's, it's not Geno or Drew Locke. In Arizona, do they really believe in Kyler Murray? I mean, they have to because of what they're paying him right now. Um, but they've got timers and locks on his iPad to keep him from playing too many games. Like, what is that your quarterback of the future? Like, this whole division, aside if, from if Purdy wins next Sunday, it's kind of like, mm, do we have our guy? Even though Arizona was 4-13, and 13, and they went under their win total, I would kind of view it as a success because we think we got the the coach right. We got Kyler back on track for the most part. They were dealing with injuries. The defense is horrendous, and they're sitting at four. The perfect world for Arizona is what everybody's talking about with the draft. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Because then Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, and they think he's going to be Larry Fitzgerald. If he is with Kyler, Hollywood Brown, 
Like, that's going to change the entire look of everything going on in Arizona. They found a tight end this year. Trey McBride looked great down the stretch. So did James Conner in the backfield. So, yeah, they've got the weapons. Coming up, he joins us live from Vegas, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Crackman, Bill Krakenberger, to talk about his early leans and plays on Super Bowl 58. That coming up next right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.